A's for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. to have faith strong faith to uh to draw upon in those moments of doggy diarrhea oh is that what we're doing today we're doing f for faith faith yes faith that this doggy <laughs> diarrhea will go away yeah faith is a good um, one yeah yeah well i think i think it's it's obviously important it's important to me it it uh it wasn't something that i had instantly i don't think <clears throat> Uh, when I quit drinking, it, it took a very long time for me to be comfortable with it. You know, especially we've talked about God, faith in God Mm -hmm. and that scary word that, uh, seems to elude definition for a lot of people or even people who say they don't believe in God. Right. Um, I was certainly one of those people who said, nope, don't believe in God doesn't exist right how is that possible Mm -hmm. there is no evidence of this and i was fine with that and it was there were several steps that led to me being a little more comfortable with the idea of of a god one is that you know it is whatever it is you think it is right um one it's, it's a word that we use and it's different. Spirituality, I think, is different for every single person. And uh, we talk about God. We use that word to talk about our spirituality, which is which yours is vastly different from mine. Yeah. And it's just sort of a baseline so that we can discuss these things sometimes. Right. Rather than it being this, you know, the magical guy in the sky. Right. And one really good way, down-to-earth way that I, I heard was that it's just your inner self getting in touch with your inner self. Yeah. And finding that with 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 which in you, with which in you, within you can draw upon you, within you that you can draw upon in times of need. Right. Uh, I think Russell Brand was the one who was talking about that. Well, but, yeah. And I think it's the concept of it is really difficult, especially when you first come in be- into you know the rooms that we're in the program we work really heavily relies on spirituality and a concept of god there are other programs that you can use as well that are just as effective that don't really rely do you know what i mean aren't so heavily Mm -hmm. based on that concept of god but for i can speak for myself it works for me better than than a void you know yeah than just it's, having it's a, a complete void because then there's no hope within a void. And the reason I think I quit drinking and, and decided to go into recovery was that I wanted to have hope. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. have it. I didn't have it at all, but I wanted it. And I think there was a splinter of hope in there because I was like, well, if I can figure out how to manage my life without this huge aspect of it, then there could be something, some type of hope, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There it's like you say there's that just just being open to it just a little bit. And I remember somebody asking me early on in recovery because I was very angry and very 
just against the idea of God. And they said, well, why don't you, um, I have a question for you, John. They said, what, what is your, what is your big problem? <laughs> what is your problem with God, this, the idea of God and spirituality? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you so against it? Go home and, you know, basically it was like, go home and write an essay and, um, and then, um, try and figure out from that essay, whatever. Just, so I, I sat down and I just remember being very angry and I got a legal pad and I just started writing and I was, I, it was a lot of anger and I wrote like <laughs> for five or six pages and uh-huh. then I said something about, I, I, I should have, I should have had it here, but it was something about if God was something about an apple and the worm in the apple and the, then the apple just turns to shit. And so God is shit. And it was all this like really deep, heavy, negative stuff. Right. I imagine that the idea was just for me to get that out. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> and that, yeah. You know. An exorcism? It was exactly. It was yeah. an exorcism. Yeah. There's also, uh, and it really, really did help at least for me to be a little more open to the idea and go, oh, you you really do need something else. Like you said, you're filling a void. Right. And it reminds me of, and I can't remember whether or not... It was, I think maybe it was Alan Watts. I don't know if you listened to his stuff. Yeah, that's my boy right there. A little bit. Crazy British hippie. <laughs> he, he was talking about, and I'm absolutely paraphrasing, and, and I don't know exactly, but he was saying in the Middle Ages, things were pretty well set up. You know, you, you got up in the morning and you prayed, and God took care of things within you, and you went and you tilled the fields, and you... You know, you ate your gruel and you, uh, you know, you went home to your wife and you had kids and you taught them to pray and everybody went to church and everybody believed in God and the whole country believed in God. And as far as you were concerned, the whole world believed in God. And so that <clears throat> that hole was filled, that void was filled for you. Mm-hmm. And as we in the, you know, 20th, 19th, 20th century and now the 21st century, he discusses about it being a very a very secular time for mankind. And so all of a sudden that void that had been prepared for us, which I think is also why a lot of people eventually kind of bucked the idea of it and, and were very angry, not necessarily. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being an atheist or an agnostic or any of that, Mm -hmm. but people who were very angry and there's lots of reasons to be angry at organized religion, but that idea that now we were searching because it was a very, it was a more secular time. So you're yeah. searching for something to fill this void. And I think for me, alcohol fit the bill Yeah, in, in a, in a great many ways. Uh-huh. Well, and it was just feeding, feeding that hole, trying to find something, searching for something. And if you get that instant gratification and it felt really good and you felt powerful and strong and, um, I mean, I've had some drunks that, some, I don't know. But yeah, it's just, do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it was becoming the master of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, the, the you know, the concept I look at, at it when I came into um, the rooms or, you know, what, whatever, uh, the concept I looked at it, I didn't, I was an atheist. I came in there with nothing. Um, the way I look at it now is I don't even know if I'm agnostic or not because there's something. I don't know. At least as far as I'm concerned, there's something. Um, if you don't believe there's something, that's cool. 
I mean, I can totally understand. I can relate at 100%. Maybe this is all just a string of coincidences, and by happy accident, I figured something out. Maybe not. I don't know. All I mm-hmm. know is if I if it's undefinable and I can't give it a name, I'm going to call it God. That's, that's the only way I can look at it, you know? Um, the idea, I guess, of being... Uh, it's it's it feels so weird to say out loud but the idea of being caught in the storm with no sail and no mast and no nothing just bobbed around is just really fuck it's fucking scary right yeah and so maybe that was my placeholder for for a mast or a placeholder for a foundation or at least it started off as a placeholder for the undefinable and i think at this point in my life it's become more of a modifier a thing that changes something you know the thought of this I cannot handle, so I shall just let this out into the wind. And is the wind God? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, or just you know, just let it go with my hands and see what happens. You know, and I'm I'm sure there is a wind God. There's yeah, probably they, you know, there's oh, yeah. a water God. And yeah. There's it's, the land of wind and idea... ghosts, man, like the Simpsons. You know, <laughs> that idea, like you just said, of letting go, of surrendering, right? Which sounds, I think, to a lot of people, and certainly to me, was a terrifying thing. Why would I want to give up? Why would I want to surrender? What am I surrendering to? Who's in charge then? Mm -hmm. And what do you mean I need to surrender? I'm not giving up the control. And as I, I do it now every morning when I, I had to go, I had to go drive a pickup truck to San Francisco and back and pick up a piece of furniture. Um, (laughs) Hmm. but it was one of those things where I knew I was going to be stuck out in traffic and I was going to be driving a very large uh, vehicle that I was not familiar with. And, <clears throat> excuse me, there's, you know, there's all kinds of things that could go wrong and could not go my way and may not go my way and probably won't be within my plans, the plans I've made for myself. Yeah. And I just said, you know, please, God or whomever, let things unfold the way that they are supposed to. And everything worked out fine right I didn't have I didn't have any traffic I just I just let go and I said it's not up to me to control I won't be able to and I had some juicy big lanes I just cruised on down and I cruised on back it was great juicy yeah you know what I mean when they're just empty and you're just like oh that's that that tasty lane got it Got it. It's the but, fat um, vein right in that lane. It's the, <laughs> you know, the filet mignon of fucking carpool lanes. Yeah. Except you were alone, right? So there was no carpool uh, yes. lane action. But hey, no. you, Well, you're in California, so, you know, no one really rides with anyone else in a car there, I imagine. Right. Although there's probably um, 10 people listen, who will be listening to this later going, what the fuck, man? I ride with tons of people in my car. <laughs> but uh, it's just that idea of surrender. And yeah. I go, oh. Did that work, or was it was it a, a coincidence? Uh, and does it really matter if it was a coincidence or not? Yeah, it felt good mm-hmm. and it worked out. Yeah, I mean, even the word faith in itself could you could even take it outside of the higher power thing and just think about whether or not you have faith in yourself. I think early on in the game of of recovery, mm-hmm. you don't really have much faith in yourself. You're like, I can't do mm-hmm. any better. That I don't trust myself. I have no faith in myself. I have nothing. I'm nothing. But I think as time goes by and you start to realize that you are a self-reliant person and you can depend on, at least try to depend on yourself, then you start to grow faith in yourself as a person too. You know, I mean, you can be resilient if need be. You can be resourceful if need be. You know, but you got to teach yourself those lessons 
by having faith in yourself. That's that kind of key into that, you know, that lock right there of Mm -hmm. having no faith in yourself, you know? Yeah. I think that a lot of us grow up not having trust in, in relationships, whether they be relationships with our parents or with our friends or, you know, with lovers, spouses, that kind of thing. And so it's really hard to, if you don't even trust anybody, how can you have faith? Word. How can you believe that somebody's going to do what they say? Mm -hmm. And another way that it was described to me was in, again, in very simple terms to try and get it into my head was if you think about it as a car mechanic. So your car breaks down. I don't know where to take it. I've never taken it to anywhere in this town yet. So I asked somebody, I said, to ask my friend, I'm like, hey, Jerry, where, where should I go get my car fixed at? I got the carburetor or something. And and you say, oh, you should go take it over to uh, Jim. Jim's great. He's good. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't really know. I don't know Jim. Yeah. And I just need to get my car fixed, man. It's busted. It's broken. And you say, go talk to Jim. So I'm like, I guess it's as good as any. So I kind of just go on a long shot and I go, that's, that's, that's as good as I can get. And then I go and I bring it over to the gym and he fixes my carburetor and, uh, he does it for less than he quoted. And, uh, I get my car back and that's great. Jim. Awesome, man. Yeah. So now I kind of, I believe in, I believe in Jim. Right. And, um, the next time around I got an issue with the alignment on my tires. And so I take it in there and, Jim hooks it up and he gives me an oil change for free. And now I've got full faith in Jim. Yeah. And so these things, little by little, these steps have to be taken, I think, to find it completely. And I still question it, but it's much stronger than it was in the beginning of recovery. I was, you know, I was a broken down car. I had a lot of problems and I didn't know where to take them. Yeah. And I I always like that analogy because it's That's a great analogy. It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. simple and it makes sense. Yeah. And so it's talking about trust, belief, and then finally, hopefully faith yeah. in something else, in someone else. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I even have to say from my period of life right now where I'm at, I mean, I'm not perfect. I lack faith a lot. You know, I waver in and out of it. I can't I can't sit here on, on this podcast and say I have absolute faith, mm-hmm. you know, that that this is going to do this or that or this or I'm going to get this or this is going to work out. As a matter of fact, I have to drop faith that anything is going to work. I mean, I have to have faith in myself and believe in my own resiliency. I have to have mm-hmm. some faith in this unknown but I also have to understand that things are not going to work out sometimes. They're not going to work out the way I want them to work out. You know, that entitlement, I have to lose a lot of that. And I think losing some of that entitlement is also a big factor in having faith because if you feel like it needs to work out for you, like you deserve it because you've done so well, you know, that's not, you're not going to, you're going to end up unhappy and then you're going to end up abandoning maybe that, that type of faith. But I mean, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Just for me personally, like I, I screw up a lot, you know. I screw up, and I, I, uh, I, I, I don't believe in things sometimes. I just say, well, this isn't gonna work, or this isn't. The, I don't have faith in this, or I don't have faith in that, or even times where I'm like, man, this fucking higher power thing ain't working for me, you know. But then I realize, you know, I have to sit down and think, or meditate on it, and think like, man, I'm just now I'm trying to take control of the reins of something that I cannot control, you know. That's why I am in recovery that's why i can't sit down with a beer on the back porch because i can't control it you know 
And so if mm-hmm. it's something I can't control, then I have to have faith that something else can't, you know, that something else can't, even if it's just talking to another alcoholic, you know, don't make another alcoholic your higher power, but the concept of talking to another alcoholic, you know, sharing, yeah. sharing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's one of uh-huh. the, the best things is why you and I are doing this, you know, you know, it's that so we can talk to each other and then at some point you were like, hey, let's let everybody else listen to what we say to each <laughs> other. Yeah. Yeah. I, for those of you listening who don't know, we were having these weekly uh, discussions for about a year before we decided to uh, hit record. Um, and we would just get together and discuss some things and read some recovery literature and right. and just say, hey, how you doing? How's it going? What's your problem? Yep. Well, maybe try this, maybe don't. And just kind of doing a little weekly check-in. So, yeah. I mean, that's that the, you know, the action of doing that right. is definitely, I think is, is a source of a source of faith and a, and a, that could be a, that could be your God, whatever it is. But that idea of sharing uh-huh. that idea of higher power, that the higher power could be the sharing of, like you said, Word. um, yeah, exactly. it's, Whatever it takes and whatever it is, I think my favorite is. Will you, um, will you talk about you, your higher power? Do you buy? I mean, no, I don't this, mind but, at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you did, and I don't know if you still feel this way, but how you described it in the beginning. Oh, the bear! It'll always be a bear <laughs> because I came into these rooms. You know, I, I, I came into these rooms with no concept of anything, and they kept saying a power greater than yourself. You know, and I. You know, I, I'll give a little transparency as far as like, you know, that part of, of the 12 step program we use. But there's always that talk of a power greater than yourselves. And I couldn't get through my fucking head. I was like, nothing is greater than me, dude. I'm master of my own destiny, you know. And uh, my the, the my sponsor was like, yo, dude, you need to find something bigger than you. What's bigger than you? You got to go home and think about what's bigger than you. And so I made a list and one of and it was like the woods nature bees and then i wrote down a bear and it made me laugh and then i was like well the bear is perfect because it's this great idea of a bear is a power greater than me one-on-one put your money on the bear me versus a bear because that fight's not i'm not going to win that fight and that's the embodiment of nature and what is bigger and i don't hike dude i don't go out in the woods i don't go outside i mean i go outside but i don't i'm not enjoying it most of the time but the idea of nature, the idea of this bear being greater than me, because a bear will eat my ass. Not eat my ass, but eat me, you know? And maybe my ass if I have enough honey. But <laughs> it's just the concept of the bear. It's always the bear. Because if I can just give it to the bear, then the bear will take care of it. It's greater than me. Now, a bear is tangible and fallible, but my concept of a bear, you know, is like this giant sky bear. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. some old indigenous person's version of you know the bear that ate the moon or some shit i don't know what it is it's just that bear is always bigger than me and it's a power it's greater beautiful. than me uh, <laughs> the sky bear that ate the, the sky moon bear that ate the moon it's my new children's book it's just it's just <laughs> go to fuck to sleep the end but uh yeah the, it's always that thing that's bigger than you and it, it was that concept very early recovery that sobriety that i, I still hold on to now and it, it it morphs it changes a lot you know i'm not like i'm not at night laying in bed i'm like dear bear you know i'm <laughs> grateful for the opportunity to have today i don't say that you know but but when i do say my little meditation prayer at night like i picture the bear i'm just not like you know yeah dear kodiak 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's the first page of our children's book. Yeah. Dear Bear, go the fuck Dear to Bear. sleep. <laughs> Shardick, that's what it was. Dear Shardick. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Stephen King. But the um, yeah, the bear's always yeah. bigger than you, man. Always. I don't care who you are. And he handles your business. He handles your business, or- dude. It's the big bear doing things, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no there's no equalizer between me and the bear, or me and nature, or even the power of coincidence. At one point, was my higher power, because mm-hmm. coincidence brought me into the rooms. It didn't bring me to sobriety. It made me consider it, but coincidence brought me into the rooms. Just so many people around me who were sober and in recovery, while I was out there just still tearing a hole in my heart and my liver, you know, like, and I could see them, and they had a they were like glowing, man. They were so weird. <laughs> all those recovery people were so weird at first mm-hmm. what the fuck are you so happy about you know and then maybe and then you're like oh this oh but something the oh. bear was putting them in my way like putting them like obstacles in front of me making me tattoo them and hang out around them and have them mm-hmm. pop up in my life you know so thank you bear thank you shardick thanks <laughs> thank for you, holding bear. your path of the beam down you know <laughs> right yeah deep cut I, yeah i think uh it's it's important to find that thing and to find that uh, whatever it is. I've heard it described, you know, they talk about electricity. You know, it's a power greater than you. You have faith that it will turn on and off. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, you don't lose. You're not, I'm not powerless when I turn it on. In fact, you know, like, because some people I think fear this idea of of being powerless and being, you know, at the mercy of a God. But electricity actually gives me more power and allows me to do other things. It allows me to be here talking to you right now. Yeah. So, and I believe in that. I'm, I mean, I have faith that the light switch will work and I still, I mean, I don't know that I have a concrete concept of God of, of my faith has a concrete concept. Uh, I heard somebody once describe it. They were talking about it and saying, well, I, they were talking about their shaky relationship with God and saying that I know that he's over there somewhere and I know that things seem to be working out. And as long as I continue on my doing my program and living my life by the rules that I have set up, they seem God seems to be doing the rest. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep doing this. And I, it, they were, they were very uncertain about it, but they were still um, willing to continue doing what they were doing. And I started to think about that and I started to formulate this idea. And I thought, cause I would see things that would happen and I would, I would not necessarily ask for things, but I would, I would ask for, you know, I would ask for forgiveness. I would, I would ask for, you know, strength, that kind of stuff. And then these things would come mm-hmm. and, but I didn't really, I wasn't in touch with God. He wasn't sitting with me. I didn't feel the spirit of God in me. And, and so I kind of came up with this idea that God is like my Craigslist roommate <laughs> that works the opposite hours. Yeah. Right. I work days and he works nights. And, you know, as long as I do my dishes, the rent checks keep getting left on the kitchen table. As long as I take care of the common areas that we share, you know, um, he he handles his his half of it yeah and so that kind of that idea of this invisible force or sometimes not so invisible but this force that is taking care of other things that i cannot take care of yeah um is really really great and 
Um, it's still kind of vague, and I still want to. I I want it to be more concrete. I really do. Yeah. There's no there's no there's no reason that I would want it to to continue to be vague. I just haven't found that yet. Um, one thing that I've been doing the last week that I've been getting up early in the mornings and that Mike Doty book that you, you lent me. Yeah. Um, he talks about dealing with trying to commune with God, to talk to God and, and, and in specific prayer. And he, uh, says he would just get a notebook out. He was, he was, he's a writer. And so he would just write his prayers out every single night or morning or whatever it was. And so I thought that's great. I'm a writer. I've got all kinds of notebooks. Yeah. You know, lots yeah. of half have finished notebooks. So I grabbed one and I was just like, oh, and I just titled it and I'd be like, today's prayer, eight, three, 18 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I would just write a paragraph or two or, you know, thinking about my day and what I wanted and what I needed and not so much. I wanted the, th- you know, things that I wanted, but just the ability to be able to handle today in a way that would be successful and happy for me. So that's been something that's really cool is actually just writing it down every single day in a notebook. And I haven't, I mean, this has only been seven or 10 days, but I felt that it's, it, for me, it's really helpful. Yeah. And writing things down is helpful, but it's oh, been yeah. great. It's, it's yeah. It's I, cathartic, man. <laughs> I woke up this morning early and when I wrote in there, I said, I think one of the prayers for today was, am I, should I, am I supposed to say this out loud or <laughs> I don't know, but it was just for today, but it yeah. was basically part of it was please allow me, um, please allow me the ability to see the opportunities you put ahead of me today. Yeah. You know, to not, to not be blind, um, blind of them. That's great. Blinded. Yeah. And on my walk this morning, I found a dime. Now, <laughs> I don't know if it means that much, but uh-huh. I picked it up and I just, I was like, is this the first opportunity of today? Hey, B. Is this my lucky dime out here on the, on the dusty trail? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it's, it's really been helpful to just write it down. Even if it's, even if it's a few lines. Yeah. Oh. I think it's great. I, I personally don't write it down. I'm the other side of the coin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, my uh, discipline is, is real rough sometimes, but I, I internalize it. I do have a ritual. I mean, mine is just, I've, I've told you this before. It's just every night right before I drift off to sleep, I just say a little prayer of gratitude to whatever's out there. You know, I'm grateful for the opportunity of today and I'm grateful for my sobriety and my clarity that I finally can have some clarity, you know, and. And mm-hmm. then just kind of list off all the other things I'm grateful for, you know, because to me that that gratitude is really big for me. And that's a big part of my faith, too. Now, th- that being said, too, I mean, you can, it, I guess the point where both I, I can't speak for you, but I'm going to imagine the point we're probably both trying to drive home is that like it doesn't matter what it is. It could be Jesus. If you're into Jesus, hell yeah, being a Jesus. It could be Muhammad or not Allah or whatever. <laughs> It From the stories, he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he was a nice hippie. You know? <laughs> you know, he's doing cool stuff, man. He get mad every once in a while. It could be anything. You know, it could be Christian. It could be Buddhist. Mm-hmm. It could be none of that. It could be some the Baba Yaga with a ch- foot shaped tree. You know, I don't know. You know, like mm-hmm. it could be whatever you want it to be, as long as it helps you get through. Because it's fucking hard, man. It's just really hard to do. 
to, to stay life? sober and to stay recovered. Sober? Yes. Well, and life, and then on top of it, you add the weight of like trying not to depend on the one thing that you've done for the, most of your life up Ever. until this point. So if you can find, even if it's some made up thing in your own head and you're like, this is a fairy tale, but it still gives you something, some type of anchor to hold on to, some type of foundation to help you. Well, shit, man. Well, it, it doesn't hurt to try. It's not like, oh, you're going to go into a room, come out and say, oh, I have a higher power now. And then all of a sudden, well, all the cool kids in trench coats are going to tell you to fucking buzz off. Like, there's no, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to find what helps you out. You just do. Or you, or you don't, but I would recommend you do because it's, you know, it's what, yeah, it's what works for me. Yeah. You may not want it. You may not need it, but it's how I have to do it. And I I assume that's how you have to do it too. Is like you said, you're filling that void. Yes. Whether it's with alcohol or cigarettes or chocolate cake or sex or scratch it or whatever, stealing, (laughs) buying fucking plastic toys, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Uh Like hoarding just i don't know whatever it is acting out sexually <laughs> there, yeah i'm yeah i mean faith is it's a, it's a, a yeah god doesn't really ask for god doesn't ask for a lot yeah um he's you know it's like you said scratchy lotteries and plastic toys and yeah. booze and cigarettes and all these things they cost a lot of money yeah and I haven't, I haven't heard back from God. He hasn't asked me for a dime. In fact, he gave me one this morning. Yeah, so. there you go. Your Craigslist roommate, which is weird because I didn't, I've never had a Craigslist roommate. And then I just imagine your Craigslist roommate is some dude named Lee. And you guys have the same night off one night accidentally. You come home from work and he's Ooh. just on the couch watching Skinamax movies. But he's like really into the plot. He's not really watching it for like the sex. He's just like, dang, dude, this pool cleaner and this rich lady are going to kill her doctor husband and move to Monaco. You're like, all right, Lee, I'm going to be doing some writing. That bad. Yeah, that bad. I, You know, I would like to have, and I've never had a Craigslist roommate either. I just, that's how I imagine yeah, it. I've yeah. known people who have, but yeah, I, so I, I think yeah. at some point I would hope that my my roommate and I would have the night off together and we could actually enjoy each other's company. Yeah. As it stands right now, we just our, our schedules are a little conflicted. They, they will be for so. a while, I imagine. But. <laughs> But if it ever turns out different, you tell Lee, I said, what up? You know, like, what up, Lee? Just Lee on the, on the couch, no shirt on the leather couch. And the pool cleaner (laughs) usually doesn't make it to the end of the movie. No, no, no. Yeah. He gets double crossed by the naked lady. So it it, it never, I've, I've done some research. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's just, it's better. It's better than having nothing. I think is the is when you come in, when you begin recovery, when you decide to quit drinking and you have nothing mm-hmm. and you go, like you said, the, the idea of having something that has worked forever and then not having it at all yeah. and just finding something positive to fill that void. And especially, I think a lot of people fill that void with cynicism Hell and, yeah. you know, and hate and, being clever and being cynical, which I know is another one that I was always, I was like, yeah, I'm too, I'm too clever and cynical for God yeah, and dude. faith. Well, we'll go to church. <laughs> what are you going to church? Ugh. Right. God. Like I knew better somehow. And it's like, how, why do you know better? Yeah. I mean, I still you? don't Who? go to church, but I'm just saying like, now I drive by church and I'm like, good on you. Good luck. Uh, yeah. You know, rock like, and roll. Hey, you got something. Yeah. You got something. 
It's important. Everybody needs something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a huge, it's a huge topic and you know, we just scratched the surface here. This yeah. is not even, Oh man, we get all philosophical in the depths of the human condition and the fallacy that even though we have these thinking, moving brains, we always are lacking something. Yeah. I, we can get heavy. I can get way heavy. We could do like a six hour podcast. Six hour, just one of these. trying to figure out, we'll just, I'll bust out all of my wife's old textbooks from community college. Yes. Philosophy textbooks. Maybe a, a maybe Conner an economy style. textbook just for fun to see what happens there, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God and capitalism. God and capitalism. <laughs> you want a keychain? <clears throat> All right, Jerry. All right, Thanks man. again, man, for joining me on the pod. Yeah, yeah. And we will do this again soon. Yeah, everybody stay sober. Be happy. Have faith. All right. Bye. Thanks again for listening. As always, our music is by Neglect. You can find his stuff at neglectsound.bandcamp.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And get a hold of us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. <laughs>